Hey guys and welcome back to the second season of Four Minutes at a Time. We are back after a very very long break, if that's what we want to call it. But it's us. We are all back. Samvad is back. Shanky is back. Vedant is back, and me, Param. Even I am back. So, I guess let's see how long the second season lasts. But as long as we have started it, it all makes sense. So welcome back, guys. Yeah. Vedant, Shanky, Samvad, how are you all? Hi, guys. Hi, hi, hi. And uh, I know the end of season one was a bit of an anti-climax, but uh, <laughs> we are back now, and hopefully we can like do it well this time. But the whole point is of us starting this podcast again was to just this is we aren't treating this like an like a proper podcast we're just having fun right on talking about football like we did last year but hopefully this turns out better so yeah and uh, the league this year hasn't been uh, it has been amazing how, how do i put it <laughs> i don't know like, is... sam do you want to say something about this <laughs> like i am not really that happy right now but uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> not going as per planned but this, that, such is life I like I should say so I don't know. Enough of the philosophical shit. Give us yeah. what United how bad United are. That's what we want to no, hear. No but uh, can I just chime in for a second? Yeah, um yeah. the last time we spoke there was this one beautiful beautiful man called Ole Gunnar Solskjaer who was managing Manchester United. <laughs> And now he is long gone. I miss him a lot. Shanky I'm sure you miss him as well. And no, I think the thing is He's gone for the better, obviously, but uh, things have changed a bit. This changing very slowly, but they are changing. Like Ragnik, I I know what Sambhi thinks about him. I'm still confident in him as an interim manager, but the thing is, at this point, no matter who comes, like I can't, like with my chest up, say that we are going to win the title. Like I've lost that confidence. I don't have that arrogance in me anymore because, <laughs> like I'm such an arrogant. Like I'm gonna win the league this year. We're gonna win the league this year, but then I don't have it in me anymore. Cute. I'm just like a lost kid now, <laughs> just waiting for a candy. I don't, I don't like, I don't have that confidence anymore, and I want that back. To be honest, with you, you shouldn't have it also. And hopefully, I get it next year because this season is done. Like top four is the only hope that we have. No, but in all seriousness. No, like... but I think I think you guys are in the Champions League year. You guys can get the Champions League, Shanky. Who knows? What? Ole time. Ole time. Yeah, I think I think I think. Enders, yeah. Fergie time, Ole yeah. time, Agni time, Ronaldo, uh, probably uh, the best player ever. What? Somewhere are you on drugs? No, I'm serious. I'm serious. The beautiful, beautiful oh, man, oh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is gone. This is our surviving chance with Ragnik. This is what I think, and I'm being completely sarcastic here, Shanky. Completely. I mean, I yo sarcastic is one thing, but like, I think you're gonna jinx yourself. I'm kind of scared thinking about it in a way because, yeah, Ronaldo. I don't know what to say. That, that I mean, is what I was com- coming down to. Yeah, no matter what happens, like everyone knows how much I love that guy, but he is 37. There's only this much he could do. Like, in the end, it's a squad game. Like, one man can't win you the Champions League on your own. Like, it like all the 11 players have to contribute, and there are a a few bottle jobs in our squad who will bring him down like with them so like 
I don't know, but with Ronaldo, you always have a chance. But no, but I think yeah, you, like, it's difficult this time, right? Yeah, exactly. Teams like Bayern Munich, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City. Like every year, I'm just sick of seeing this. Man City are going to win the treble this year. They're going to take it away finally, and I'm just tired of feeling that way. You know, I just want to be in the competition. For like, I want to be competing now. Like, I'm sick of this. I have Ronaldo. We should be competing. We have a good squad. Like, but I think no. I No, Shanky. I think uh, Ronaldo is busy babysitting the the dressing room, then scoring goals, right? So that's, that's the problem. Like, and the thing is, those <laughs> kids are blaming him because they don't have that mentality, which pisses me off so much. I don't want to go on a rant right now, but then my BP is going up slowly. So someone, <laughs> the mic from me because I can't speak too much. No, but in all seriousness, um, I think at the start of the season we were all. Like we won't admit it, but we were all kind of, you know, worried United might be coming back, just because of their signings. They signed no, Rafael Varane. He's a World Cup winner. They signed Cristiano Ronaldo, who's the second best or third best player in the world. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and they have, they had Bruno, who has been playing so well. He's been in the form of his life, and such a complete. Harry Maguire. थ्रू and anyway that we talk we'll get to liverpool later but united had a lot of expectations at yeah. the start of the season yeah. and, and right i don't i don't think they lived up to these expectations even 20 or 30% of those expectations they've they have had, they've had a very disappointing season especially after the summer that they've had like yeah. sacking a manager mid season after signing such players is kind yeah. of embarrassing Logically, see, uh, two years back we finished third. The last season we finished second. Logically, the players that we signed, we should be not winning the title. We should be challenging. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, it is all down to, down to Oli basically. Like he fucked the season up for us completely. <laughs> Genuinely, like those results are unacceptable. We lost four one to Watford. Final, like, like I don't want to think about that result. Five seconds. Like, old Trafford, like. Sorry, that, uh, I lost you there. Network problem. <laughs> you lost me there. Don't you hear me again? And to be honest, but I think that City result was worse than the Liverpool result because of the way yeah. they were yeah, toying. Yeah. It was a training ground exercise, and I felt so bad that day because the Ronaldo was about to cry. Like they like literally showed the camera to Sir Alex Ferguson and this thing uh, Ronaldo's face, and I couldn't take it for some reason. I don't know why. And the thing is, that is what a good manager can do. Like in the end, like Sam and I have had a lot of debates regarding this. Like I feel that okay, fine. The structure of the club is very very important, and our structure is very rotten. But I feel a miracle. I feel even Liverpool structure is not elite. Like it is not. It's like fucked up. It's elite. fucked up. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, they have Jurgen Klopp. So the thing is, the manager. That is our only saving grace. That is pro. That manager who can actually like basically a miracle worker like Sir Alex Ferguson or Jurgen Klopp yeah. who can do anything with anyone. Yeah. So 
So let's hope something happens. This, I mean, in the summer so, window, get a competent. Like, no, Shankar, I have a question for you. Like, yeah. what are your thoughts on Ragnik, and do you actually think the he should is, be given the permanent job, or he should be in the back room somewhere? He should be in the back room for sure because he's a very intelligent man and he knows what he's doing. And uh, the thing is, he's worked in the back room stuff for about thirty years with different clubs. He built up Redwood Leipzig, so that that's the whole point of the club, right? And uh, yeah. I feel we need that in our boardroom as well. Plus, yeah. I feel we need an experienced manager who plays fucking good football and is a winner, basically. Basically, so who would you like uh, as your future manager? Really, I don't want Poch anywhere near United, to be honest. With you. But no, no, I personally want. Come here. Let me just come in here. What I'm yeah. saying is, issue I'm having with Ragnik is that we were in a similar situation like United last year when Lampard left in around December, and the club was in shambles. But we got a manager who was able to lead us to Champions League victory, and we were able to bounce back to top four. So my point yeah. is, the moment to United fans and to you as well, you know, that yeah. although the season is not over, you guys class squad, you guys still should compete. Ragnik has come as well. You know, yeah. you've been having consecutive draws. You've been having pathetic performances, and there has been, you know, in-house oh, fighting. I, there has been dressing room fights. So I'm saying that the the point that is happening is that there could have been a rebound effect, which happened with Solja when you got Solja. There could have been a rebound effect the same way that we had with Tuchel. The problem is that that's not happening with United. They aren't even fighting for United. They aren't even fighting for anything. So I'm having a problem with Ragnik in that regard. That his 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 uh, manage or he was supposed to be like a you know a, a fresh face coming up with fresh ideas with all the German tactics that would help the team just move out from Ole, but that's not happening. Uh, okay, so uh, Liverpool. This has been very interesting season for me. I'll be very very honest. Okay, in all seriousness, I can joke a lot about it, but with the squad that we have, with the experience that they have, with four five years, I'm not even joking right now. This team deserves to win trophies year after year. Simple fact. Okay, that now last year was a disaster for us. We had all these injuries. Moment, everything was down. Barely made it to top four. I mean, we didn't win a single trophy. And this season, my expectations generally are very high. I feel like this squad, the form we have, we have one of the best players in the world, Mohammed Salah, right now, scoring 16 goals, has 14 assists. I don't know how many assists. He's he's you know killing it both those. And then we have Trent, we have Robbo. I mean, what I'm trying to say is that. There have been games this season, and Param will agree with me that we have talked it up. We were winning three-one against Brentford. We screwed up. We were winning two-nil against Chelsea. We screwed up. I think I've told Sam to, uh, about this too. Like, we are good at leading the games, but we are pathetic at taking it through. Managing Crystal, the game. Exactly. But Crystal Palace was the only game this season where we were leading and we did not concede and we did not draw. So, but to be honest. Fuck- Was Allison saved our fucking asses? Exactly, exactly. We barely made it. So for me, as a Liverpool fan speaking, man, I am telling you, we should not. There should not even be a six-point difference right now. I can tell you the exact games where we were leading the fucking game by at least two goals, and we still conceded two goals. Salah scored the wonder goal, the best goal of the season against City, and four months later, Foden scores. Like. There's no way we are good at controlling our games. Is it because Van Aldem left? Is it because we don't have someone who can dominate and press in our midfield? I don't know. So I still feel there's some life left in the season, but I'm I'm not like we still have EFL Cup, but that's fine. I don't even expect that to be honest. We're very lucky to be honest. We're there, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, 
I mean, I, I really want to, but I don't know if it's for. I mean, you know, it's Klopp. Uh, Klopp doesn't give a fuck about cup com- competitions. But I mean, he should. He, he should, but it's just like we've I got. We've, he's got. You know, no, you're right. But he's. We've made it so far only because of our second team. Like the our first team only played for the first time against the first leg against uh, Arsenal, right? Param, it was. That's yeah, when Alisson yeah. played, right? Yeah. Then Kelleher came back. I think for the second leg at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. So. Fine, we'll take it. If you get it, I'll take it. But man, Premier League is what I really want because it's such a hard league to win, and we have so many good players which are hitting their prime. And if Klopp leaves in a few years, man, <laughs> I mean, th- th- yeah. No, yeah, that is Klopp leaving is going to be like there is going to be a dip after that. But let's not think about that too much. The thing about this season, personally, I feel like I didn't get into this season with a lot of expectations because. Like, however good your team may be, however good your first 11 may be, if you do not keep adding to the team, there is no point competing in a league where Chelsea's second team could probably, like, you know, compete for the league as well. Man City's second team could probably compete for the league as well. Even United in that, uh, in that same area, like, they can do the same. But we do not have squad depth at all. And yeah, that that somewhere you know bites us here and there. Like you could see here, like if Mohamed Salah doesn't have the game of his life, mm-hmm. no one else will have the game of their lives as well. Like you know, if Salah isn't playing well, no one will play well. And if Mane, for example, Mane, he's had such a poor season. Mm-hmm. We don't have anyone to replace him. Jota will come here and there, and then Firmino is injured. So like you know, we don't have squad depth or you know players to keep challenging our you know top class players and they need to be challenged they can't be sitting comfortably and thinking okay no one is going to replace replace them and that is where i you know got into the season without any expectations but i kind of feel like you know we still exceeded our expectations yeah my expectations at least because i didn't expect us to do even this well because I was expecting a very poor season from us and because we are wherever we are right now is only because of Salah's world-class form and he is out of this world he's one of the best players that I've ever seen play for Liverpool or any other team in general one of the best obviously not the best yeah but yeah like how much how much is he going to carry the team and especially with him not getting the contract and he's like openly talking about staying at Liverpool, but he's not getting the contract. That is kind of embarrassing from our board. Like the best player in the world is dying to stay at your club, and you don't want to give him the contract. Like, so that is get frustrating. Some fucking brains in. Like yeah. this is this is NFL brains. Like this is not the NFL man. This is the Premier League. It's the biggest sport in the world. Like it doesn't work like this. And they they all they have. They've had these systems work at Boston Red Sox and shit like that, but all that is different. This is different, and they they're trying to use the sta- same strategies everywhere, and it's just pissing me off. Anyway, I can go on a rant about FSG on some other day. Vamos. But... Talking about <laughs> underperforming, I feel most of us put Chelsea as their title favorites this year. I did. I did too. Top One two. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, what's going on with your team? Please. 
speak so so uh, i think december was the was the make or break month for chelsea because even last season we had like a massive dip of form in december and this season this has continued what i really feel that i think we were leading the premier league till i think november december and once december came in the injuries started getting piled up due to the covid situation that was all over england chelsea were playing back to back games and they were having most of the players out most of the core players out because of which definitely our form dipped but that's used because i think city managed their injury and they were playing as well uh i think city liverpool and chelsea played the most number of games i think in any of the yeah. top big seven teams and i think chelsea couldn't really manage without their top players lukaku was finally lukaku had a good first half of the season he got injured and uh, i think kovacic was a very very big miss for chelsea kovacic because jorginho was not able to manage at a time there was a, there was a single time in which both kante and kovacic were injured and loftus cheek was playing in as a second midfielder so there were multiple issues especially i think our form literally started dipping when chilwell and reece james both got injured yeah. i think chilwell was yeah. miss alonso coming in you know and defensively we became so much more weaker once alonso was slotted in the left wing back spot we had to change our formations a couple of times so december was like a very disappointing month for chelsea i think that was the time when the gap widened between city and chelsea um, you know we have we have good players but there was a situation we had a good squad where most of our players were not were not even on the bench but uh, i think i think tuchel has said it himself we maybe have not managed our injuries as well as uh, liverpool did and as well as even city did because liverpool also had salah and mane for quite a bit of a time and they are one of the mm-hmm. core players liverpool could yeah. keep their core so they had four three players coming and going in which i agree which was a just something but we were having a you know issue of like five or six players and if you're not able to play five or six mm-hmm. of starting mm-hmm. 11 every game then that's an issue so i think injuries were the major issue and i feel now that we have a fully fledged squad now maybe we can start picking up form let's see but i think maybe is it too late because city are quite a bit ahead of chelsea but it all just depends i think no one has really lost a lead so late in the season and yeah. i don't expect it could be a title thriller but who knows but you know talking a little bit more about liverpool as well i just want to add this point about liverpool that although you guys are saying that liverpool squad depth has been a little bit lesser what i find surprising is that you know whenever you when you won the champions league or when you won the premier league as well liverpool had a had didn't have too many different players yes you know uh, okay yes, you know Uh, Sam, I agree Bynard. with this completely. But, But you know, you guys have always had a very great injury record. You guys have always been able to push in that respect. So I feel is more of out of form than you know not having a squad depth. You know, in no, your no. in your players. No, but Sam, players, imagine like, not replacing. Yeah. Imagine not replacing a player like Genie Wijnaldum in your Absolutely. midfield. Like yeah. our midfield is. Like it's so clear that our midfield is lacking. Like it, like anyone can see it. Yeah. We were we we started the season, you know, relying completely on a player called Harvey Elliott, who's very young, like a very big potential, but he's seventeen fucking years old. Yeah, how can you fucking rely on a player who's seventeen years old? He's not even an adult right now. And and then you shift your focus to Curtis Jones, Thiago on and off. He played like barely yeah. any games this year. Chamberlain also on and off. We don't have a consistent midfield right now. Yeah, like the only consistent players are defensive players, and we don't have a creative midfielder who's consistently performing for us, which was Genie Wijnaldum. 
and you cannot mm-hmm. not replace a player like that who was constantly pressing and like you know doing everything on the pitch and then like last year also okay lovren wasn't a very good player but you can't go without replacing a player like lovren okay now they did after konate but before that it Correct. was clear when they didn't replace Lo- lovren and we didn't have any center backs on the team last year so like are like our owners aren't like open enough to like you know have backups in the team so that is so why get, that is where squad depth comes in i i get that uh, but yeah i think the form also of many of the core players has dipped mane especially i think was such a huge player ago and you know he was such a driving force and definitely as you're saying there's a vacuum in the midfield i think similarly let's get back to chelsea as well you know our attacking players have not performed the way we were all expecting it lukaku was supposed to be a huge yeah. hit we invested the kind of money and the kind of you know fanfare that he came in and the kind of rubbish that he did afterwards <laughs> to say the least i think uh-huh. and let's you know lukaku was a disappointment just because of his comments about inter milan and i think that disappointed every fan that was horrible that was disgusting. disgusting was very disgusting on the pitch yeah. you've gone and you've talking your trash talk about inter milan all right but on the pitch you're also not performing so that's like unacceptable on all kind of levels it's not just outside football but even on the football yes. pitch but yeah, other yeah, than well i think our attackers have been a major disappointment for us this season mount has been i think a little bit more reliable with his goals and assists yeah. but other than mount i really don't find anyone who's been a really great attacking threat hopefully vh can now start uh, putting in consistent performance but i think tushal is having a issue with our attackers you can see clearly right now we are linked with usman dembele who i don't know Well, whether he'll be actually ever fit to actually play in a Premier League game, you know, so that's like really surprising to me. But exactly. attacking have been a downfall, and I think that you know, in the long term, Tuchel has to work on that. Yeah, no, and the thing with City is like we can talk about City for a bit. Like they are like fucking robots, and they went like I guess twelve games winning streak or something like that. Crazy, yeah. like you know, Liverpool and Chelsea. Okay, they had a few dips. But that is normal in a season. Like that's what used to happen at least, and you could still go on and win the league with eighty six, ninety points. And now, without ninety five plus points, you cannot even think about winning the league. But I'll tell you, I, crazy. Oh no, I'll tell you why. What's happening with Liverpool and Chelsea, especially? See, Liverpool when when it's not just Liverpool. Whenever you win a league title. It's sensible that you're supposed to add at least two to three players in the squad. Exactly, you should be doing. That's what we did. I remember that properly. Like City do the same exact thing every season after winning the title. They add at least exactly. two to three players. That yeah. is how you put the title again next season. Liverpool don't do that. Chelsea haven't challenged it for the title for about three Chelsea years. have. No, I mean since Conte left, I don't know. It's been about three years, I think. So they need that oh. experience. Yeah. So if they, So if they win the title, I feel next year if they add another two to three players to the squad, they can challenge for the title again. Liverpool haven't done that. They have to buy at least two to three players to challenge those players. That's how you challenge for the title year after year. You can't just expect to play with the same squad every single season and win the title. That doesn't work. So that, I think I think that's what the problem is. It's not about replacing the players. It's about adding the players again and again. So I don't know. Exactly. You know, that is exactly like that is very true. and again like that comes down to the fsg board and without klopp none of this we wouldn't even be this close to the top of the yeah. table or anywhere near any of the cup competitions so 
as long as Klopp is there, that is our only saving grace. Yeah. And yeah, like that is my worst nightmare. Like twenty twenty four, like that's my worst nightmare. But yeah, like apart from that, the Premier League season has been interesting. A lot of things have has happened. Newcastle have they have new owners. If yeah. they stay up, potentially, you know, they could be the new big dogs of the Premier League, which is fucking scary, because we saw this with City from the start, and we are seeing it with Newcastle. But it's important for them to stay up right now. Yeah. And yeah, like, what are your thoughts on Newcastle? I I think one thing I would like to add is Newcastle. I mean, they're actually doing all they can to stay up. Why with the signings? I mean, the signings haven't been that, that great, but they're yeah. but you but you can see the potential. You can see that exactly. they 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 are bringing in the money, man. They don't give a fuck. They're like, okay, we want this, we want that. Like they got Chris Wood. I mean, who the fuck is Chris Wood? But still, like they are they don't mind shelling out twenty million for him. Like uh, he's and, he, mm-hmm. and Chris Wood is like a big you know big brain signing. Their biggest competition for relegation is Burnley. Take yeah. the top scorer away. <laughs> Who's yeah. gonna fucking score for Burnley? The thing is, they're going for Lingard again. Exactly, big, they're going for Delhi Ali as well. Yeah, that those signings are very big for Newcastle. They are very, no, very big. One, one more thing, I think they signed today. Fabrizio tweeted this. Uh, who was the, the the Brazilian guy? Gomes. Yeah, some Bruno. Bro, some Bruno. Brilliant. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a Leon guy. Leon yeah. guy. Yeah, 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 he's damn good actually. Yeah, shit, forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So and they they have Trippier as well. Oh, so yeah, yeah, their intent is clear. Yeah. I think their intent is like really, really clear. They want to stay in the Premier League anyway, how? And they want to become the next city. They want to become the next Chelsea in the next two or three exactly. years. Exactly. The, the only is... hope for us is that they get relegated this year, and <laughs> we have one or two years more for us. But apart from that, like they're going to, I, I, I can feel it. Like they're going to come up in the league at least top four, and then slowly go on. That to is the, the scariest thing. Once they. Reads the top four side, like I yeah. feel that'll be game over for every single hundred percent. Okay, after the top four, it's done for everyone. I feel because hundred percent the amount of money they spend for I and the I, players that scary. they will attract. Yeah, I think it'll be the end. So personally, I don't know after personally, that. Like, Shaki, you're being a little depressing about you know United downfall here, but I honestly think that Newcastle are going to take a hell lot of time to reach to the levels of. You know, City, Chelsea, Liverpool here because you know we're talking about a team which has is fighting for relegation at the moment. They're having an okay, okay manager. They're not having a world class manager, and you've seen that in the case of Everton as well. If you're not having a proper structure or ownership structure, no matter how much money you spend, no matter how many players you get, you know, remember Everton a couple of seasons back. You know, Hamez, Andre Gomez, you know, all kind of big, big names yeah. were signed, and nothing happened. You know, nothing ever happened because this club didn't have a structure. So we're talking about. Newcastle, although they are pumping in loads of money, I get that their intent does look clear. But their intent is to stay in the Premier League. Talking about top four for United, maybe no, one year down the line could still be a very superficial statement. Sam, the thing that you're forgetting is, you know, Newcastle fans—they've seen a lot of shit when Mike Ashley was there, yeah. and now with the new yeah. owners coming in, there is a completely new vibe around the stadium with the fans, with the manager, with the players. Maybe they're not living up to the expectations on the pitch, but around the like outside the pitch, the environment has changed completely, and people are excited. Like they just want to stay up, and you know the fans can drive the team. Like once they stay Correct. up, 
and you know they can start fighting for top 10 first then top 6 and top 4 i'm not saying it will happen all at once but they we can fighting. see it happening because they have like like everton they don't have that vibe around them newcastle yeah. have that vibe they have that legacy they have the players and everything and like fucking it's it's scary but yeah long way to go but yeah apart from that uh, any other talking points like i guess i'm was really surprised that conte took that job to be honest i mean it's it's not an, i mean he he is a great manager man i mean he's won titles wherever he's gone but like you know like life we talked about like good points about the ownership mourinho <laughs> well he's mourinho right that's the problem that's the whole uh, problem uh, yeah true that's why all shit went down huh? but <laughs> but the thing is with the Levi, Dan Levi. I mean, he's had some issues in the past, and Conte. He's got the players, but I have legit. I ha- I don't know where to take it from here. Like, I think he can do maybe get them into the top four, and he's been getting some results lately. Like, what he did against Leicester. I don't think players. they're gonna get top four this year or anytime soon because I don't know. I don't see the point of that team anymore. I I'll tell no, you why. No, no, but l- l- let me say one thing. I think uh, yeah, yeah. what I'm trying to say is that. this year i don't have that expectations but i feel like if conte his history right if you look at conte's history in his previous clubs chelsea inter milan wherever he's gone he's that kind of a manager who wants support like i don't know if you yeah. guys have been following his interviews like in interviews he's been like i need support i'm telling the board it's very clear we are not where we are we have to be here and he's always needed that financial support from his from his team he hasn't really made any signings because he came mid season i think or i don't know when he came but if tottenham don't go hand in hand with conte they're not even getting to like i don't see them doing anything better than top 4 like it's not going to happen yeah the thing is i feel wherever conte goes he wins and there has to be something that made him accept the job because i don't think he's come to tottenham to get into the top 4 and all of that like he wants to win the title right that's why he came to <laughs> i know it sounds very weird but then the board must have sounds dumb something no like they must have promised him something because this doesn't make any sense to me why would he go to tottenham man was there no other job like like let me I, tell you a bit conte let me tell you a little bit of, about conte as vedan said correctly he needs a system he needs he needs his players at the moment spurs are symbolic delhi ali is a part of the team there are so many endomble is not part of the team they are not having a core group right now which will be able to compete i think this union of conte and spurs is not going to last there is no way it's going to last because daniel levy is not going to be able to perform, provide the play the way inter milan did the way chelsea did you know there is no way that they will be able to bring that kind of a caliber of players that conte needs and requires and although conte is a fantastic manager maybe he could have been the united boss that shanky could you know even enlighten us about that as well but there is no way no way that you know this union is going to last i don't think top four 
or the league you know we talk about conte's conte's record has been so good just because the clubs that he has been and has backed him financially and with players that he wants he got no matter who the players were he got whatever players he wanted in inter milan and that is why he could win the league with inter milan talking Probably about back at goals as well i don't know we never know oh, sorry param you were saying something and yeah like talking about uh, getting players that you want felipe coutinho has joined steven gerrard at aston villa and i don't know why i, I don't know if it's blown your mind but it's blown my mind completely like coutinho is such a talented player and he killed it for liverpool in the premier league and he couldn't do it for barcelona but he did very very well for bayern munich also in his you know little loan spell and a lot of potential there getting the equalizer against united in his first game back um, a very promising start and like you know aston villa they signed dinier as well um they are doing good things under steven gerrard they are playing good football and they are talking about signing luis suarez in the summer for free like that is mental like the finally i'm saying it is mental what are your thoughts on steven gerrard and aston villa and people like coutinho coming to aston villa or even eriksen talks of eriksen coming to brentford like what are your thoughts on all of this ஒன் <laughs> <laughs> a league in you know in the scottish premier league and he has after what 10 years or something he he awarded a 10 straight yeah. victory for celtic yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know he is a ruthless manager and you know he gets what he wants he's done it so far but for me it's very hard to say what will happen next like this year or next year but yes i absolutely agree that his name is attracting all these big players and yeah. i think it's uplifted the whole uh i think the aston villa team i think they were they, i mean don't get me wrong they are, they have some really good players i mean uh martinez the keeper i mean uh apna douglas lewis and who is the number 10 of uh, shit uh ali watkins ali watkins and bruno diaz i forget the guy's name argentine but anyways they have good players but i feel like I'm not. I can't have any predictions. It's very hard to say where they're going to finish. Yeah, obviously it's Aston Villa in the end. Yeah, but he's doing as well as he can for a team of that caliber, and the balls that he has, like you, you saw him at Old Trafford, you saw him at Everton. Like you know, he he is giving it back to the fans. He's living it. He's enjoying it. Mm-hmm. He he. I feel like he was made for this job. and but somewhere deep now i don't want him at liverpool as well i was telling this to shanky and sam the other day because i don't want him to like you know at one point because there is going to be one point where we don't want him at the club mm-hmm. and then that bitterness towards him but all that is a talk but for some other i day. i think you know let me just end this by saying that although you know gerard has been doing great jobs but you know this could all just be a rebound effect i've seen coutinho's performance dip massively in other clubs you know a big, bigger clubs as well and this could have just been you know just the beginning of the end for coutinho as well i hope that he you know his form picks up and he does have a revival of the career but this could all just be a rebound in effect 
I think Gerard is the right man for Aston Villa though. He's done a great job so far. He's done. He's had great success in other clubs. But I think we should be a little bit, you know, a more precautionary tale more than anything. You know, anything can happen in football. I've seen managers do so well and you know just go away the next season. And you know, players yeah, as well. We're not saying that he's the next greatest thing, but he is showing great potential to be. Because you know, when we talk about Coutinho as well, Hamas came in with a lot of fanfare. Hamas had a lot of performance, and Hamas was out of the door. So Coutinho has to prove day in, day out, and week in, week out that he can perform and he will play at that level consistently. Yeah. But that there are two very different scenarios. But anyway, I think that's enough for today. We've spoken about yeah. a lot of topics, and we want an episode two. <laughs> we don't want to talk about everything in this one episode. So, season two, episode one, is a wrap, and we'll see you all next time whenever the next episode is. Hopefully, very soon. And yeah, goodbye.